0: Praise God for Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Mm. It's going to be one of those days. Yeah, when you
1: <laughs> break out the doves and serpents, we know, we know we're in for one.
0: Wait a minute, are we snake handling? No, no, inhale, exhale.
1: <laughs> it's if, not going to be
0: that bad. It's going to be bad. If you've ever but
1: seen it's... that on YouTube, you'll know what we're talking about. It's a crazy scene. Yeah,
0: it's going to be bad, but it's not going to be that bad. So Lou is over there. Hey there. I am over here, and we are here to tell you that there is nothing new under the sun. Very true. <laughs> now, this is going to be entertainment at its finest, because we are, going to, we are going to dive into the realm of international intrigue.
1: International
0: intrigue. There you go. It's something similar to that. But before we do that... We need a foundation for what we talk about and why we talk about it the way that we do. So what I read to you at the beginning there is Matthew chapter 10. It's actually been the verse on our bulletin all month as a little reminder to the congregation. Remember the world that you enter into. So let's start right there because we're going we're gonna to go past that a little bit. But behold, and yes, you are required when reading your Bible to read it like that in your head. If you don't, start now. It will help your Bible reading. anytime you see behold slow down something important that you want to pay attention to is about to be spoken so again i say behold i send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves is that a good place to be
1: um not if the wolves are hungry even if
0: the wolves aren't hungry like do you want to be fluffy (laughs) little sheep in a pack of wolves no like is, is is that the is that the height of safety
1: no, that's yeah, that's Yeah,
0: that. not not typically. That's not that is not the happy place. Unless you're one of those like super fat sheep. Did you actually see that story? Huh. Someone will say at the comment if I don't bring this up. There was this um this I don't know if it was in New Zealand or Australia, where one of those one of those countries. You can look it up. But the sheep got out and wandered off mm-hmm. and they couldn't find it. And then they found it like two years later or something. No way. And because it hadn't been sheared. <laughs>
1: Yes, i seen something. It looked other.
0: like it had been, it looked like a popcorn kernel had just...
1: Yeah, he looked... <laughs> he and that's the
0: only reason it survived because you could actually see where there were bite and claw marks at its neck and belly where, like, wild animals had tried to kill it, but there was so much fluff and wool that they couldn't actually bite the stupid thing.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like armor, but <laughs> soft. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: And the thing was just walking around like, Meh. And it could barely walk because, you know, like all the fluff was on the underneath, too. So Oh
1: that's terrible. You've just been
0: wandering around the hillsides for like you months or that whatever time. <laughs> so unless you're that sheep, like the one lucky sheep on the planet who didn't get its face eaten off. Yeah. You don't want to be the sheep in the midst of wolves. And yet Christian, we are. Here we are. So what should you do? You should be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. In other words, did you do anything wrong? Nope. No. No. Does that mean everyone has nothing but the best intentions for you in your life?
1: Definitely not in this world.
0: Absolutely. So you should be shrewd as a serpent. Do you ever look at a snake and be like, there's a trustworthy fellow?
1: No, I don't think I've ever done that.
0: Like, does any any law firm use a snake as its mascot?
1: I I don't know. I haven't seen every...
0: (laughs) I mean with that instill like Ooh, those serpents. are the guys I want to represent mm. me. They look like upright and just fellows <laughs> with their serpents. No, biker gangs, you snakes. Right. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. And nobody's ever looked at the biker gang and been like, those are the people I want to watch my toddler. They may not they may actually be the best people to watch your toddler. But no one's ever looked at the biker gang with, like, snake tattoos and been like, yeah, those are the guys. Right. Yeah, that's, that's who I want. No, no, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. This is the world that you're in. That's the mindset you should have that, no, I'm not being taken advantage of because I know you're up to something. Why do I know you're up to something? Because you're a sinner. And by definition, sinners are up to, up something. to something. That's right. just how sin works. But we do so in an innocent manner. We do so not returning wrong for wrong, and we do so hoping the best, but preparing for the worst. So this is how you've been sent out. Beware of men, for they will hand you over to the courts and scourge you in their synagogues. Why?
1: Because you told them that they were sinning, probably. And
0: because they're wolves, and mm. the wolves don't look at the sheep and be like, you know, we, we, could, we could use fluffier members of the pack. Mm. That, that's what we need in this pack. We need more fluff. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, I'm picturing that in my head.
0: <laughs> yeah, like three hungry wolves <clears> sitting around, <throat> and be like, you know, that sheep. He he might be delicious, but if we ate him, we'd lose all the fluffiness of the pack, and we 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 have we have a certain fluffy quotient that we must maintain. No, that's not how wolves think. Wolves are like, you yeah. look like you are made of meat, and I eat that, and I'm hungry. So come here. <laughs> right. This is what people do because it's what the world does because the world. Hates the truth because the world loves its sin more. You will even be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. So in other words, this corruption of sin, does it stop simply because someone has attained political office?
1: No, it probably kicks it in the gear right there.
0: <laughs> does it, it stop it because you have been granted some level of worldly responsibility?
1: No. No. You no, know, it, it seems like the you know, the world does they, they want to do what they do and they don't want nobody to tell them that they're doing anything wrong.
0: Yeah. So this 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 wolfiness mm-hmm. <laughs> Good one. which sounds like something my daughter would be like, that sounds cute. <laughs> but this wolfness of the world corrupts everyone to every level. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you are to say, for it will be given you in that hour. What you are to say. In other words, <clears throat> excuse me, got stuck. I was looking that way to cough and I went that way to talk and then I came back this way to cough, and messing myself up. Mixed up. I'm still cold for messing with that stupid sign in the yard. It's only three degrees outside. So, yeah,
1: yeah we're working really well down here.
0: We're <laughs> up here. Wherever. wherever you're from. Yeah, it depends on where you're listening. You know, yeah. people in Columbia are like, yeah, that is definitely up there. But no, don't worry because the Holy Spirit hasn't forgotten you. Christ has not forsaken you, and the Father's plan has not gone off track. You will be prepared to testify. How do I know? Easy. God has promised. If you are walking this path faithfully, you are walking it because the Holy Spirit is spurring you to that, and he will not leave you unaware. And here's the other part of this. This is the question people always ask. Well, you know, I I, I just don't know if I'm qualified, or I don't know how to really proclaim the gospel. Well, dude, what are you doing? I mean, and, and I mean that seriously. What you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, Why do you live your life the way that you do? Why are you teaching your children the way that you're teaching them? Why do you speak to your boss the way that you speak to him? Why do you treat strangers in traffic the way that you, why, you know, why are you nice to the old man at the corner store? Whatever, whatever it may be. Why? There's your gospel application. Why did you start doing that? Why are you doing it now? What are you hoping that work is accomplishing? Congratulations, if you can answer those questions, you can pretty much explain the gospel to people. Because Now, if you can't explain the gospel from those things, you need to reevaluate your life and what you're doing and why you're doing it. Right. But,
1: Sometimes relationships give you a platform to even share the gospel. I mean, you might be around people... All day long, and never say anything to them because it's just not the right time or the place. But
0: yeah, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I'm talking about the objection of well, I don't know what to say. Right? Yeah, you do. You know why you're in the kingdom. You know what got you there. You right. know what okay. keeps you there, and you know why you're persevering. That is the gospel.
1: Yeah, a lot of people have a fear of talking to people. <laughs>
0: All of a sudden, was like, I heard an instrument. There's, there's a person with a guitar. He oh. <laughs> just caught me. I'm like, wait a minute. There we go. That's fine. Um, that's the thing that's going on here. Well, I could never testify before a parliament or a courtroom. Well, Of course you couldn't. You're not standing there. Mm-hmm. You don't know why you would be brought before a courtroom or a judge or a jury for your faith. You mm-hmm. have no thought process of that. And if you do, it's probably wrong. It's probably wrong. So the testimony you're preparing is useless because it won't make any sense. Instead, the day you have to stand there because they've turned you over, you will know why you have told the authorities no. You will know why you are standing against them. Therefore, you will be prepared and capable of doing what?
1: Sharing the gospel.
0: Which means you'll be prepped. We
1: we do actually see this played out in the book of Acts.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Peter's confronted, you know, Stephen, the first martyr, he's confronted. Pardon me. And the Holy Spirit came on those two men, and they, they really preached the gospel to well, those and people th- and let them And think about
0: Peter. Peter's <clears throat> a great example of this at Pentecost. Right. Was Peter sitting around in the upper room going, all right, I need to prep out some sermons here, guys? No. No. The Holy Spirit comes upon, and what does he do? He explains what happened, mm-hmm. why it happened, and what it means going forward. Yeah. That's the explanation. So when this moment comes and you've got to stand and testify, what are you going to explain? Why are we here? why am I not moving from where I'm standing? And why do you all need to repent over this? That's what the Holy Spirit is going yeah, to give for you. Sure. For sure. And that's the reminder here when you get to verse 20. For it is not you who speak, but it is the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. That, that's when you testify. Again, okay, this is Romans in action. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the words concerning Christ. What changed the hearts and minds of men? The gospel message, and the gospel yeah. message is centered upon whom? Christ. Yeah. It is the testimony of the work that Jesus has done, commanded by the Father, empowered by the Spirit.
1: Right. The, all these men were so convicted because they were eyewitnesses of this gospel that they gave their lives for. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, they, had, they didn't have to prepare because the Holy Spirit spoke through them.
0: This is what matters. Now, Jesus continues, Brother will betray brother to death. A father, his child, and, ch- and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. Time out real quick, because you're like, that would never happen. Go read a book about communism.
1: Well, yeah, Seriously. Really, I know, and the way that we are our country is divided today we can see this in action today yeah
0: but i mean but if you want, if you don't believe it i'm serious go read a book about communism and realize who do you think was snitching right it was neighbors and family members and friends children. and children right. i mean that this is the world system breaks down the natural relationships the bare, the the natural bonds that god creates right pagan philosophy tries to put barriers where those bonds should be, which is, again, why your first ministry is always where, Christian, starts with you and then works out to the people you have influence and interaction with, because if you are not constantly working on those bonds, they should not be trusted. If those bonds are not grounded in gospel work, they should not be trusted. They cannot be depended upon simply because there is a worldly connection. History is full of people who have broken family and friendly bonds for less than a pot of stew, to use a biblical reference.
1: Yeah, that goes all the way back, doesn't it?
0: So, this will be the problem. You will be hated by all because of my name. But it is the one who has endured to the end who will be saved. How do you know you're going to make it? You'll know you're going to make it because you made it. You made it to the end. Therefore, you'll make it to the end because you made it. How do I know I'll be able to stand firm in that moment? Because the Holy Spirit who is carrying you this far, his grace has brought me safe thus far. His grace will lead me home. There's really good theology in that song. Learn amazing grace. It'll do you good. (laughs) And I'm not even kidding. But that's part of this, because the Holy Spirit who has brought you into the kingdom is the Holy Spirit who is growing you in the kingdom, is the Holy Spirit who will confirm you in the kingdom, therefore he is the Holy Spirit who will shepherd you to the kingdom. He will stand, because he will stand, you will stand. Because you will stand, you will speak. Why? Because he will speak through you. Not because you're awesome, but because he has not forsaken you, and he will accomplish all that he has promised to do. Now, why is this so important in 2022? You ready for your international intrigue of the day? Yeah, this was a doozy. All right. You are going to have to forgive me. I am not up on my Finnish pronunciations. Right,
1: I was looking at these names today, and I was like, oh, my (laughs) goodness, I'd kill this name.
0: Yeah. uh, Johanna. Johanna Pojala? Plus tax? I mean, what would you say about my mama? (laughs) We're going to go with Johanna Pojala. That's going to be the official pronunciation. You ready? Mm -hmm. So it is written, so it shall be done. Well, he wouldn't be cast to play his own part if Hollywood made a movie about a bishop put on trial for his faith. The Finnish pastor has inherited a place in the church of Martin Luther, but it appears none of Luther's pugnacity or vitriol. I always like how they blame Luther as some angry guy. I mean, Luther, now, Luther was an angry guy at the end of his life, but he was quite gracious at the, when, you know, patience wears thin in humanity. It does. And I think Luther is a great example of that. Luther, Luther gets a bad rap. There are times when Luther is my spirit animal.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. And, then,
0: there, and there are times when it's like, okay, dude.
1: His later writings are really hard to
0: stop. Oh, no, no, I get that. But that's part of my point, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is completely unrelated to anything else we're talking about. But if you only read his later writings and you remove them from the context of the previous 30 years of life in ministry... You lose what got the man from point A to point B. If you told me so, what you're basically saying is a tired old man was yelling at people to get off his lawn in angry German. Like, I get it. (laughs) Because you've got to remember, I've got to go look this up now. What was Martin Luther when he finally died? In his 60s? I don't recall. I don't either off the top of my head. I don't even know if he was that old might not have been. Yeah. But his 60, hard on himself. his 60 years would be a lot harder than most of our 60 years. Mm. When you count, you know, just workload and schedule and stress of life. I mean, it wears on you when you're under a death sentence for a decade.
1: It might, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I try to give Luther a little bit of grace, and I think Luther would appreciate that, considering his theology. Mm. <laughs> but... I do, I do think Luther gets a bit of a bad rap in the modern world because we don't have a category often enough for tough talk in light of preceding years. Everything is so new in our news cycle because it's so quick. So I'm just throwing that out there that maybe, you know, maybe read Luther with a, with a grain of salt and, you know, a little pinch of mercy and try to make sure that you read him in order. There's your, there's your warning for the day. Sound good? Sounds good. So back to uh, Johanna here. In more than two decades as a pastor, Pojala has ministered to congregations as small as 30. He has spent his life building a network of faithful churches around Finland, many of which started with a few people gathered for prayer, Bible study, hymn singing, and communion, if they can get a pastor. In an in-person interview with the Federalist, Pojala urged fellow Christian leaders to be willing to seek out one lost sheep instead of crowds and acclaim. Now... This sounds like the lead-in to, like, one of those fundraising movies that they show at like conferences mm-hmm. like here's the faithful Finnish pastor traveling you know mushing through the snow or whatever they do in Finland
1: mm. you know <laughs>
0: right. and you know traveling around from small congregation and there's this little scene of him giving some 90 year old woman in a wheelchair communion as he goes on you know puts his snowshoes on to go to the next village you know for these little places and then at the end somebody in a, in a nice slick suit not wearing a tie because people don't wear ties anymore you know right. you know looking like he's three sandwiches short of actually being a normal way because they're all those fundraising guys are like as big around as my water bottle. Yeah, I mean, you've noticed that, haven't picture you? Picture that. Yeah, they're they're yeah. all like six two and like one hundred forty five pounds. Right. But and and then he he gets up and he's like, "What our organization seeks to do is is fund missionaries like you know Johanna here and 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 you know five dollars a day will you know." provide communion for all these sweet little old women or something you know something like that right, right. for less than the cost of a cup of coffee but that is not what this article is going to get across no, they took a sharp turn yeah this this is like this this definitely found the left turn at albuquerque so nice this is the man who appears to be the first in the post-soviet union west that's a long time people forget berlin wall came down in 89 that's been a while. Right. It's almost thirty-five years ago. I know it.
1: I remember when that wall came down.
0: So, so he's the first person in the post-Soviet Union West to be brought up on criminal charges for preaching the Christian message, as it has been established for thousands of years. Pause there. But wait, yeah. <laughs> there's more. Yes. Also charged in the case that goes to trial on January 24th is Pujala's fellow Lutheran and Finnish Member of Parliament, Paivi Rasanin. They arrested a member of Parliament right. for. Now you're, don't you think this has got to be like, what did they do? Were they embezzling church funds? They <laughs> they're doing the name it, claim it Christian thing. You know, they're like, they're they're Christians in name only, you know. What's the crime, right? Right. Rassanen's alleged crimes in a country that claims to guarantee freedom of speech. I love that. Claims to. And uh, claims to guarantee freedom of speech and religion include, you ready? Here it is. Here's the crime. Here's why they are going to trial. Tweeting a picture of a Bible verse. Tweeting a picture of a Bible verse. Just stop for a minute and think about what you can find on Twitter.
1: Oh, man, you can find all kinds of stuff, and far worse than tweeting a, a scripture.
0: I'm going to put it this way. The Ayatollah of oh, yeah, has a Twitter account. Yeah, I knew you were going there. The Chinese communist government has a Twitter account. Yeah. North Korea has a Twitter account. These are not nice people. These are not polite people. Oh. There's, you name it, you go hunting around. I am not recommending you do this, by the way. You name it, go hunting around long enough, you will find it on Twitter somewhere. The great crime is tweeting a picture of a Bible verse. Potential penalties if they are convicted include fines and up to two years in prison. Prison Mm -hmm. for tweeting a picture of... Of a Bible verse. I'm going to keep saying that until... It... So much for freedom of speech, right? Yeah, this is insanity. Now, is there anything new under the sun here? No. This, no. Is, this is what the wolves do when they find the sheep. This is why understanding what you're doing, and more importantly, why you're doing it, is so important. Now...
1: That's interesting. The wolves are trying to take out the shepherd. Because well, he's a pastor, and he's shepherding sheep. And he's communicating the message of the gospel.
0: But beyond that, I mean, this is insanity. is insanity. So, now, you're ready. Now, you can probably guess. Go ahead. Formulate in your mind what you think the Bible verses might have been in relation to. I'll wait. Because I'm pretty sure you can come up with a handful right off the top of your head. For sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rasanin and Pojala are being charged with, air quotes, hate speech for respectively writing and publishing a 24-page, that's really tiny, a 24-page 2004 booklet that explains basic Christian theology about, you guessed it, sex and marriage. And what is this hate speech that they have uncovered? That they reserve sex, well they don't, but that Christian theology, reserves sex exclusively for within marriage, which can only consist of one man and one woman for life. <gasps> How dare they? <laughs> Unclean, yeah. aghast. Burn the witch. I mean, let's be honest. It, until until probably 40 years ago, in the Western world, would that teaching have been controversial? No, probably would have been very common. I mean. How much effort do you think you would have had to go in? say, let's just pick a year. We'll, we'll, we'll find the super conservative time of, like, 1978. You know, that ultra conservative time when the hippies are running around for decades and, you know, life is just, you know.
1: I was seven years old. I wasn't
0: even born yet. So, yeah. so just go, go roaming around the countryside in 1978. How hard do you think you would have to look to find a church that wouldn't hold to that teaching? I don't think you, I don't think I, you, yeah. I think you'd have to go do some digging. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a handful of churches and a handful of ma- major metropolitan areas. I
1: mean, even in the Catholic churches, they would have been against that, totally against it.
0: Yeah, this would have been standard fare. Yeah. Now, right. one of our rules for interpreting scripture, this is a biggie. If you are the first person in 2,000 years of Christian history to come up with a Bible teaching, you're wrong. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. You're wrong. I need to probably look that up. I think Monopoly is no longer two hundred dollars for passing go. I think they've actually raised that. Inflation has hit Monopoly.
1: I don't remember. I haven't played it in so long.
0: I vaguely remember having this conversation with somebody that they if you if you buy Monopoly now it is no longer two hundred dollars. It's been two hundred dollars my entire life. Mm-hmm. But I think inflation has finally hit Monopoly. A couple grand now, huh? yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, depends on how much the government's cutting out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That was the only problem with Monopoly. They didn't charge enough taxes. <laughs> but no, I mean, if you're the first person, let me say this again, if you're the first person in 2,000 years of Christian history to come up with an understanding of Scripture, you're wrong. I don't care how wonderful you think you are or how wonderful you think your understanding is. If you're the first person in 2,000 years to come up with something, you're wrong. The, the millions, literally, Millions, and I'm probably underselling that number, millions of Christians over the last 2,000 years, faithfully praying, studying, reading, learning, discipling, were not all morons. They weren't idiots. They thought they had brains, which is why, as we said last week, Ecclesiastes is always in effect. Hmm. There is nothing new under the sun. And when I say that I actually mean nothing, right? As right. In,
1: it's literal, I agree.:
0: As in what rocks dream about, Nothing. What was in the box during the game show on UHF. Right. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And if you have no idea about that movie, you go watch UHF, it's hysterical. <laughs> it's hysterical. Weird Al Yankovic, oh. um, the guy who uh, played Kramer on Seinfeld. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's oh, hysterical.: okay. It's hysterical.: Funny guys.: um, Nothing new under the sun they've thought of all this before they've argued about this they've had debates about this for hundreds of years okay so our modern world goes well the bible's teaching on marriage and sexuality doesn't align with human nature so well that's actually kind of the point isn't it
1: right They, uh, they actually believe that the words of the bible are antiquated they're no longer relevant yeah, today. We that's beyond the problem. that. Right. They, no. think, they think they're so much smarter and wiser than the creator. Yeah. Because I, there we, seems to be a verse about that, right? We, <laughs> yeah,
0: professing to be wise, they became fools. Right. But here's what it breaks down to, though. You want to be free to live how you want, the way you want, and be affirmed in that lifestyle. Right. No. Right. That's, remember your caveman theology. Mm-hmm. We haven't done this in a while. You want to distill the gospel down. This is real easy. Caveman theology. Uh, uh, Me bad, him good. Which means in order to come to him, I have to recognize that me bad and him good and him do something about me bad. Now you've just entered into the gospel. The starting point is surrender. Forsaking myself, forsaking my sin, crying out to God for the work that only he can accomplish. Because I can Trusting in him to do this. Therefore, I never move past the scriptural teaching, and I never realign it to my nature. I am supposed to be realigning my nature to the scriptural teaching. Do you see the difference there?
1: Right, but you know, in today's world, we have a bunch of revisionists. They want to rewrite things, and they want to make it in their own images, so that they can do what they want and not feel like they've done anything wrong.
0: Can I summarize that? Go right ahead. Did God really say? Right, it
1: goes all <laughs> the way back to the to the, but, to the garden.
0: Yeah. Now, th- now this is why that Matthew ten verse is so important because you're sitting there going, but I don't want to have a knockdown drag fight over marriage. I don't care. The world has decided that this is the fight it should pick. Well, I don't think gay couples are evil. I don't care. Right. That's not. You know what?
1: That's not even the question. That's, not
0: the, that was, that's what I was getting ready to say. That's not even the point. Mm-hmm. The point isn't, well, that little gay couple that lives down the street from you. They're nice, and they take care of their lawn, and they come to all the neighborhood association meetings, and they're lovely people. I didn't ask. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you they were bad people by the world standard. I told you that just like every other human being that's ever drawn breath, they're bad people by God's standard. Yeah. And that their expression of how they live their life is broken. Just like yours, which is why you have to do what? Repent of your sin, trust in Christ, and then reorient your heart, mind, desires, and and walk in this world with scriptural principles. Which means you're going to run across uncomfortable things. You're going to run across things that make you chafe and are annoyed by the way you must reorient your life. That's good for you. Because that means you're actually surrendering. When you shake your fist and say, no, I like the way I do this, and I will not reorient for Scripture, Scripture needs to change.
1: Or they just deny that it actually says that.
0: You're not surrendered. You, ye be like God in that situation. That's why this fight has been picked. In other words, the wolves have looked at the sheep and gone, you know, we're tired of this fluffiness. I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. Let's eat. Christian, what are you going to do? Understand Why you are. Notice how I phrased that. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you are. I care why you are. Here's a good punchline. The Finnish prosecutor claims centuries-old Christian teachings about sex incite hatred and violate legal preferences for government-privileged identity groups. In other words you're saying that something is sinful is an incitement to hatred and you're saying that something is wrong disagrees with the government saying that it's protected
1: right government privilege that's what choked me up i mean it's always those little those little one liners yeah. that get that get me i'm like whoa wait a minute so you the government thinks it can dictate to god
0: mm-hmm.
1: what is privileged speech or
0: privileged
1: groups. That's what we're boiling it down to.
0: Now, why does the government think that? Because when a government forgets God, Christian, what does it do? It becomes God. It seeks to become God. This has been the story of human history going all the way back to the beginning. This has been who they are, what they do, and why they do it. This is a shaking of the fist at the Creator. This is a rebellion that says that I am wise in my own eyes, that Mm -hmm. I will approve and disapprove of what is good and righteous, and how dare you stand in opposition to me? Christian, work out in your mind, right now. And when I say right now, I mean right now. Why are you? Why are you? Because if you have not worked that out, when they come for you, and Look outside. Look at the world. They're coming. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. They've arrested a member parliament. If anybody should have had a standing to maybe be a little bit too public to go after, mm-hmm. it should have been that. Right. They're going after a dude who pastors churches in the 20s and 30s. Again, doing small, this is not mega church stuff. Right. This is about rooting out Everything. And again, let's be honest. When I say paragons of Christian countries, you think the Nordic countries, don't you?
1: Yeah, I was just thinking what the, the national...
0: No, you, probably,
1: don't, you probably don't think Lutheran.
0: Finland and Norway. They, they, are there Lutherans there? Yeah, sure, obviously. But when I say, like, conservative, faithful anchored christian countries no
1: no no. no. you don't
0: think the nordic countries no
1: i think of nominal christians yeah
0: Yeah. they they are as secular as europe gets short of france i don't think you get more secular than norway finland denmark and that crowd sweden
1: right right right
0: i don't think you get more secular overall as as that crowd is and yet could they allow any of it to stand
1: Right, right. I mean, it, well, it, it flies in the face of their freedoms. Your it, it, little you church
0: know. in the corner, we've won the culture. We've won the government. We've won everything. Does that mean they're going to leave you alone in your little corner of the world? They
1: want Uber rights. They, they want everything. They, they want to shut you up. Yes. You have no place in their society.
0: Always has been. Always will. Been. Sin has never looked out at the world and been like, ah, that's enough. The locusts have never looked at the crop and been like, well, you know, guys. We ate like 80% of this field today. Let's go take a nap and we can work on like, you know, the other 20% tomorrow. And no, they eat Mm -hmm. and they eat and they eat and they eat until they can't eat anymore. And they keel over and die. And then you know what happens? More locusts come and take their place. They don't stop. Yeah. They're not going to succeed though. Agreed. Yeah. We know, we know what the end of the book says. But my point is the world isn't going to look at you and be like, well, you know, we've conquered X number of territory. We think we would like to leave your territory alone. No,
1: no, they wanna, no. They want to see it all gone. They're coming
0: at some point. Yeah. My point is, why are you? Mm-hmm. You better work that out. Because if you haven't, when they come, you're going to go, "A,,,." um, 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 um. That's the warning of Scripture, and that's what Jesus is getting on about.
1: And I've spent some time as a Gideon years ago. And some of the, the missionaries will come and they'll, they'll do their fundraising thing. But part of it is, is listening to the amazing stories mm-hmm. of some of these missionaries and how they're handing out the scripture. And I mean, one story just still sticks in my mind. These three kids were walking down a path in some, you know, uh, uh, Asian country. I can't remember whether it was um, the Philippines or something like that, but it's very predominantly Muslim. And they find a couple pieces of of the Bible because somebody had torn the Bible up. And they just found a passage of Scripture that says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you. And little did they know that when they walked into their village that they were going to be witnessing a, a Muslim takeover. They were being killed. The Christians were being killed, and they had to decide. Right there? Right there.
0: Choose for yourself this minute.
1: And, yeah, and one of the guys, he, was, he seemed to be mortally wounded. He got cut pretty bad, but he survived, and he survived to come and tell everybody mm-hmm. what happened. But he did not deny Christ. So you're right. They are coming. You don't know when that that time is going to be. It could be five minutes after you profess faith in Christ.
0: That's why you go out shrewd as serpents. That means going out recognizing again. Why are you? What is the reason for your existence? What is the reason for the things that you do, the stances that you claim, the things that you proclaim? What is it? Because the wolves at some point are going to be like, ooh, you look yummy. Let's have a meal. And they're going to go down this road everywhere at some point. Yeah. I'm not, look, it may be 40 years from now when you're old and firm, I don't care. But Christian, this is the path that we walk, is recognizing that the world is not our friend. And I think this is, especially in Western Christianity, the thing that has been a shock to us. Mm-hmm. And a thing that has been a detriment to us is we have lied to ourselves for too long to say that the world likes us and the world loves us and that the world is okay with us. And they're not. They they, there may have been a veneer of Christianity that kept that at bay and held that off, but that didn't make it good. That just made it grounded. The world has never, ever liked us. And it has never wanted to tolerate us or get along with us. It just didn't have the power.
1: Well, we've never really, in the West here, we've never really seen the persecution that goes on in other countries.
0: Oh, no, but that's because we had that veneer of Mm -hmm. Christianity that grounded that impulse. Right. As the veneer has been shaved away, that impulse is allowed to take flight. Right. And now we see it and we're like, oh, can't we put the genie back in the bottle? Nope. No. And you're not going to. Right. Because the world never wanted to be there to begin with. The pagan mindset never wanted to be held back. It was only restrained by a concept in our world, this idea of guilt and shame, which, by the way, are good things in a society. Guilt and shame are good things in a society. We treat them as bad, but they're good things. We've removed the guilt and the shame from everything. Therefore, we've allowed anything. Mm -hmm. Now, when that occurs, you ever notice that tolerance doesn't go two ways? Oh, absolutely. But I was just going to say something about but that. But that's why. Because now that anything goes, we will determine what's the one thing we won't tolerate. Right.
1: So is there truly freedom and speech? No. If, and there was never was meant ne- to be. Never meant to be. Never meant there? to be. Yeah.
0: Never meant to be on their end. Never meant to be on our end. Right. And that's the lie we've told ourselves. Is, well, you know, we want... No, we don't. No, we don't. We want every thought captive to the word of christ how do we want that by changing the minds of hearts and men how do we accomplish that by proclaiming christ we thought we were accomplishing that by making society better and cleaner we're not accomplishing the end goal were we making a society air quotes nicer perhaps but we were doing it through a veneer mm-hmm. once the veneer cracked there was no repair because now sin is rearing its head and people are like "Ooh, i like this being god thing I like this worshiping something else thing. I like this doing what I want to do, when I want to do, how I want to do thing. That's never getting undone, short of the work of the Holy Spirit. How's that going to happen, Christian? Why are you? Mm -hmm. What are you proclaiming? Why are you walking? Why are you living? Why are you able to proclaim these things? In other words, decide how you're going to walk, and then the Holy Spirit takes care of the details.
1: Choose this day and yeah. you will serve.
0: Decide for yourself what we're going to do, why we're going to go down that road, and be anchored there, and then trust that the Holy Spirit's going to accomplish everything that he has promised, because that's what's going on. That's what, um oh, like, uh, Rassanen and what's his name? I, I'm not going to go back and look it up. That's what they're doing. They're not going to back down on this, because they know what the truth is. Right. And they're not going to surrender to falsehoods.
1: Yeah, they'll probably spend time.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. Now, the Christians who surrender to falsehoods are because they've never stood in the truth. Once again, Christian, how do you avoid that? Why are you? Gird yourself. Prepare yourself because we know what's coming. This isn't a shock. Jesus has told you this is going to happen. We know what the world doesn't like, which means we have to be willing to bear the slings and arrows and proclaim faithfully Christ. Right. If you're not, then start preparing yourself for that work, because, again, the world isn't going to get nicer, and the world isn't going to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, you know, we don't really love this Jesus character, but we can tolerate him. No. They know yeah. what's true and right. right, and they hate it. That's the problem.
1: Or they radically change the message and
0: well, because they deny hate the
1: divinity of our, our Lord. And
0: Which is the same hatred.
1: Right. I mean, there's, there's so it's many things going on just expressed in a right different now.
0: way. But yeah. it's the same hatred, yeah. because now what, what, now what are we? Now that's the Christianity the world appreciates. Now that's the Christianity yeah, that
1: the world loves. they can loves. live with, right? Why
0: is that the Christianity the world loves? Because it's not any form of Christianity.
1: Because they look just like the world.
0: It's, it's having a form of godliness, but denying, denying its power. Yep. It's the same issue over and over and over again. Agreed. So again, Christian, start settling. Why are you? So what have we learned here today, children? <laughs> God has warned his people. Heed that warning. The world hates the truth. Stand in the truth. We are called to walk faithfully no matter what. Christian, prepare yourself. The world is not getting better. The world is not getting more polite. The world is going to get continually into its own sin because that's what it has always wanted. But we've been warned. We've been strengthened. We've been encouraged. We have a hope. We have a foundation. And God has not forsaken his people. Rest there. Right. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye. Bye.